See new things. Try new things. Go back centuries while living in the moment. Forge new paths while discovering old ones. Pedal, paddle, and paint while trekking, tasting, and tailoring experiences that transform you into a better version of yourself. Immerse yourself in the world by activating your mind, your heart, and your body on a river cruise exclusively from Avalon Waterways. Save with limited time offers at avalonwaterways.com. Avalon is cruising. Elevated. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbionica is your solution to great-tasting, all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or toxins. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbionica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbionica.com. C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A.com. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. This is the Black Information Network Daily Podcast, and I am your host, Ramses Ja. And sometimes the amount of stories that make their way to us means that we simply can't cover everything that comes our way. But from time to time, a story just stays with me, and I feel compelled to share it with you and give you my thoughts. And now, one more thing. Okay, so as you may or may not know, these one more thing installments are usually created because I feel like there's something missing from a national conversation we may be having or a national narrative that is being chronicled. Or maybe it's just something that I can't get out of my mind. Uh, and I feel it's important to, you know, share and, and get a conversation going. Um, something that, that may prove to be helpful. And today is no exception. Um, recently, uh, you know, I follow some of my coworkers here at iHeart and one such individual is named Charlemagne. He's been on the show before. Uh, he had a clip. Uh, up recently and I've been a bit disconnected. So I got to this clip a little late. So if you've already seen it, you may know what I'm talking about, but he had Malcolm Jamal Warner up on the breakfast club, him and Envy. And there was something very, very special and very meaningful about the clip that I came across. And I think it's a conversation that we need to have. Uh, so. Uh, just to give you a little bit of backstory, um, Malcolm Jamal Warner was on the Breakfast Club to promote a new book and album, uh, Hiding in Plain View. This is my understanding. And he was quoting someone who participated in this effort named Dr. Daniel Black. Um, and so what I'll do is I'll let you hear a clip of that and we'll go from there. 
the the album opens the first track is called love song and it's just him and he says the thing about a black boy is you don't necessarily want to beat a black boy what you want to do is you want to love him so divinely you want to love him so fiercely that your disappointment will kill him mm. you want him you want to adore him so much that the last thing he wants to do is disappoint you don't you just love that i i absolutely love that i i i, I couldn't get it out of my head um and i especially love how the intention there to shift the ways that we raise black boys uh and you know of course to to love them so fully love them so much that our disappointment is enough to bring them to their knees uh i think that that changes the very nature of our relationships with our sons So, um, just to qualify this, because I know that you may know Malcolm Jamal Warner as an actor. Um, the person who participated in this effort, Hiding in Plain View, uh, Dr. Daniel Black, is the assistant professor of African-American studies at Clark Atlanta University. Um, and so there's some background there. And then, of course, you know, those of us in our 30s, 40s, those of us who are fathers and have had some time in this role, and those of us who were fortunate enough to grow up with our fathers may uh, have some insight into this. And that's not to say that other people don't, but, you know, obviously, um, these things and perhaps many others would qualify, uh, at least the people that are starting this conversation, to start it and to offer their insight. Um, I check all those boxes. Uh, myself. And so um, I want to start first with my upbringing, and then I want to uh, talk about my time as a father. And then, of course, we'll see where we go from here. But let me start at the beginning. So uh, my father was a minister um, and, you know, very traditional type of man, uh, a man's man. And make no mistake, my father loved his son. Um, I, there was never a day in my life that I did not feel loved. Uh, and I and I recognized what they were talking about. You know, love your sons so much that your disappointment in them would effectively keep the situation in check. Um, that's not to say that that was exactly the way that I was brought up. Um, but it is extremely close extremely close whenever i got a spanking or whenever i got a whooping or that sort of stuff nine times out of ten it came from my mother my birth mother and there's a very different approach in how my father disciplined me and and my birth mother disciplined me um my birth mother was giving out whoopings the way you might imagine right it's all family here so i'm gonna just keep it funky with you you know grab the Closest thing to you, belt switch, you know, uh, shoe sometimes, you know, whatever, whatever you get your hands on, you know, pick me up by my arm where I can't run away and then just start wailing on me until her arm got tired, until she ran out of words in a sentence, 
You know, how you get struck on every syllable. Don't you ever in your life, you know. So this was kind of my my birth mother's approach. Um, and I recognized when, you know, I got a little older, it, it's really easy to connect. She's angry with this is the reason that I'm being punished. Okay, that's important. She's angry and I'm getting hit. And that's, I think, be out, outside of the mark. <laughs> that's not the mark we want to hit. We want to connect in, in this scenario, my consequences with my actions, not the fact that she's angry with my consequences, right? So uh, w what we want to do is create a direct line there. I did something and this punishment is a result of what I did. Not, you know, she's angry and that's the reason that this is happening to me. Okay. Now let's talk about my father for a second. My father was very different. He's a very measured man. Uh, very direct. Um, he was very slow to anger. Very precise with his words. Uh, my father was the type of person that kind of had this thing figured out. And I didn't realize it at the time because, you know, when you're a little kid and you're dealing with your father, you know, fathers seem a little bit more scary than moms, right? And, you know, of course, I was no exception. My father was not a soft man. He had a, a deep voice and, you know, he spoke in a, in a firm tone. And when you're a child, you don't have anything to kind of match that. And so you just kind of, kind of take it. But I do recognize, uh, that approach and, and how important it was for him to talk to me using his voice, that, that deep man voice, son, sit down. That's not something that my birth mother could do. She could ask, and of course I would oblige, I wasn't a bad kid, but um, my father, the insistence in his voice kind of compelled you to do exactly what he said immediately. But as I matured, as I grew up a little bit more, I saw exactly what this man was about. As I said, he was very measured. Whenever he did have to punish me, he didn't wail on me, nothing like that. Um, he connected my age to the amount of spankings I would get. In other words, if I was four years old, I would get spanked four times. Five years old, five times. Six years old, six times, etc. And in doing so, he made, you know, my maturity uh, central to the discipline. In other words, son, you're you're too old for this. In practice, like the 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 phrase "you're too old for this," that's in practice. So, um, as I said, he was measured, but. Also, that meant that when he was spanking me, I, I was not able to connect anything to his anger. It was merely an, an outpouring, a consequence of him doing his job and me crossing a line or whatever the case is. And another thing I learned, um, what he was doing when I got older, I learned that his approach was very, very simple, very formulaic. Son. Here's what you did. Do you agree? 
or or the another way to say it is, son, what did you do? You know, and of course, he would already know what I had done wrong. But here's my opportunity to say out loud what I did wrong. And of course, me being a kid, I try to leave stuff out or kind of reword it a bit, make it seem a little softer. But he already knew what it was. The point wasn't for him to discover what I had done. The point was for him to get me to admit out loud what it was that I had done wrong, right? It's a very humbling experience to have to have this conversation with your father. Because as you're saying it out loud, you know that it's wrong. And if you, of course, if you try to leave certain things out, he'll add them in. And if you say, no, that's not what happened, he'll go and get the witnesses or get your teacher or get your, you know, cousin or whatever. You'll sit down and you'll hash it out. Right. And so I learned in short order to be very honest, be very forthright and to um, come correct. But after, you know, son, here's what you did or son, what did you do after that? The next phase in this formula was, here's what happened as a result of that. And in that moment, in that phase, I'm able to understand the consequences of this, right? I understand how far those ripples go. Now, he would ask, um, didn't I know better? Right. And if I did, then there would be consequences, again, connected to my age. Um, and if I didn't, then I, and he could make a case for that and I could make a case for it that was believable. Then I had nothing to worry about. It was a teachable moment. But I didn't live in fear of him beating me. You know what I mean? Never, never. I knew exactly what it was. And, you know, as I aged, this didn't happen often, but as, as I aged, I recognized that I was responsible for what was going on. I was responsible for the discipline that I received. He told me all the time, son, I don't want to do this. You're my son. Why do I have to have these conversations with you? You know better. And now, and you know what was going to happen, right? You already know, right? And I, of course I know. So you made this choice, son. I, I, I did. It, it sounds crazy when you put it like that, but yeah, absolutely. Here I am. And in short order, I knew to firm up my behavior at school or on the playground or wherever I was, practice, you name it. Uh, and the final step in this was, you know, here's what I'm going to remind you, son. Here's what you need to do moving forward. So in short, here's what you did. Here are the, the, uh, here's the results of your actions. Here's what happened, you know, and then checking in with me to make sure that I knew that that was wrong. And then here's what my expectation of you is moving forward. So it's a four step, you know, process, but very simple to remember, especially in a moment like that. And then if there was a punishment that was necessary, it was very measured. I was not beaten or anything like that. Now, um, this isn't to say that, you know, uh, spanking is good or bad or anything like that. Um, you know, there's lots of science that says that it's not helpful, you know. Um, and then obviously there's lived experience. And then, of course, children, especially young children, 
you know, consequences might fit in nice, nicely where <laughs> language does not, you know, stay out of the street, you know, that a car could hurt you, you know, and if, if that's not really translating to your two-year-old, then, you know, maybe, who knows, you know, it's, that's for everyone else to decide. But I think that connecting this to this video, love, and, and of course that piece of advice, loving our sons so purely, so completely that our disappointment in them is enough to floor them, keep them in check, keep them from stepping out of bounds. I honestly feel like that was the driving factor, you know, in shaping my behavior growing up because my father being disappointed in me was so much more scary and hurtful and uh, I was disappointed in myself. I'd never lived in fear of my father's strength, physical strength. I would survive it all. I knew that. But those conversations where, you know, son, we talked about this, did we not? Oh, gutted. And I know that that man loved me. And so his disappointment him pulling me aside and having those long conversations, you remember, bear in mind, an actual spanking, if it ever did come up, is brief. It's over and it doesn't take, you know, six seconds to hand out six spankings, right? But those conversations would be 20 minutes long. And I could feel the weight of his energy. And I sat with it afterward. And again, most of the time, it didn't even go there. And this was something that my birth mother was never able to replicate. The lessons that shaped me into the man that I am and now shape my sons into the men that they will ultimately become are from that man. And I think that that's something that we need to, to consider. When we look around, we do see in our music and different parts of our culture. And, you know, I'm from Compton, California, so I grew up around a lot of gangster activity, a lot of tough guys, you know, and it's still very much a part of our culture. And there's, of course, a lot of reasons for that. A lot of reasons for that. We are not born to just behave in this way, right? But it is our responsibility to deal with it. And I think that the way that black fathers instruct our black sons might shape the way that our black sons instruct their sons, instruct their daughters, interact with each other, value themselves. The list goes on. So, let's talk about this. I know that this is not the complete story, but I've said enough. Now it's your turn. Talk to me. I'm on all social media at Ramses Ja. And of course, you can use the red microphone talkback feature on the iHeartRadio app. I'd love to hear your thoughts. And until I do, peace. This has been a production of the Black Information Network. Today's show is produced by Chris Thompson. Have some thoughts you'd like to share? Use the red microphone talkback feature on the iHeartRadio app. While you're there, be sure to hit subscribe and download all of our episodes. I'm your host, Ramses Ja, on all social media. 
Join us tomorrow as we share our news with our voice from our perspective, right here on the Black Information Network Daily Podcast. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. Are the old world picturesque shores of Europe calling you? Set sail on an adventure with Avalon Waterways. Enjoy an elevated cruising experience. Avalon Waterways offers smaller ships, bigger experiences with fewer people and more of, well, everything good about river cruising. Don't just dream about quaint towns and cobblestone villages. See them for yourself and make lasting memories. Discover limited time offers today at avalonwaterways.com. We're all looking for ways to save, especially on medical bills. But where do you start? Unless you're a medical billing expert, finding savings can seem impossible. HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance and flags errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. Saving starts with knowing where to look. Visit HealthLock.com today before you see another healthcare provider.